So I think it's taking a step back again and saying, right, well, what budget have I got out of my revenue? How much do I want to put to my marketing? And what part does Facebook ads have to play in that? Welcome to Brand Therapy. I'm Phil. And I'm Lauren. And this is a podcast where we help people that face business challenges with their brands and their businesses. And we talk about all kinds of exciting things. And sometimes, even sometimes, we have experts on the show. And today is one of those days. It's an expert day. Yay! I love the expert days. Your your best idea of 2019. Well, I just thought after the first 40 episodes of helping people that, you know what? There's some stuff for us to learn as well. And that's yeah. exactly what happens today. We call my friend Liz. Liz. I love Liz. She's great. Yeah, no. And I think it's a, it's just great in general to have a different perspective because people are probably like, shut up <laughs> when, when we're talking <laughs> now. But now we've got Liz to help us avoid that. Talking about Facebook ads, which is this whole mystery, right? You know, I I think it's interesting because there are very few people that I trust on this topic. And I saw Liz speak about this at one of Janet Murray's events. And I thought, actually, you know what? I'm not a big fan of Facebook, but she made me be a little bit more of a fan in terms of the opportunities that exist. I like how she spoke about it. That made me want to get her on the podcast. And that's why we're here today. Well, there you have it. So for anyone who is running Facebook ads, but feeling like it's failing, or for anyone who's thought of running Facebook ads, but doesn't know where to start, this is the episode for you. Boomtown, baby. We're talking Facebook ads and we're talking about them with Liz. Shall we get right to it? Let's go. Here's our conversation with Liz Melville. Liz Melville speaking. Liz, it's Phil and it's Lauren. How the heck are you? Hello, I'm good. All the best for speaking to you. I am. Words don't even describe the joy that I have by the fact that you are on the phone with us because you and I met not even that long ago and we were like BFFs instantly and literally, I'll never forget leaving the conference. I was like, Liz, I love you. You were like, Phil, I love you too. And we just, we're lovers from the moment we met. We are. We are. I, w- I would have even gone in your suitcase. You could take me with you, but then that got stolen. So that was no good. <laughs> yeah, be, exactly. Be grateful you were not in the suitcase that was stolen. Um, I, you know what? And it was also funny, Lauren, you weren't at Janet Murray's Content Live event. So Liz and I were both speakers and I was making jokes about Facebook because I'm not really an expert on Facebook and I don't have much of a presence on Facebook other than my personal profile. And I was like, well, Liz might say. And then when Liz talks, she's like, well, Phil might say, but... And we just kind of had this hilarious little <laughs> banter. But it honestly, Liz, watching you at Content Live and listening to you made me go, wow, maybe I should think about what I can do as a business here. And we've had a lot of guests on the show also think or also approach us and say, how do we make sense of Facebook? I'll give an example. We had a private investigator on the show, one of our most listened to episodes. And she was like, I'm trying to make sense of Facebook. And that is what we'll talk about today. But I'm just so happy you're here. Um, I'm really, I'm so happy when I got the email. So thank you, Phil. Lovely. And hi, Lauren. Hi. Oh, I'm so excited. I read the transcript of your interview with Janet and I just have, I wish we could, this call was three hours long because I have so many questions, but I guess it's, we can't do that. So let's hop right to it. <laughs> no, I'm 
little problem. So 2019, Liz, when people approach this topic of what do we do on Facebook? How do we stand out? What is like the first tip or two that come to mind to just kick off that train of thought in terms of being successful on this platform that has become more challenging? I think one word, Phil, video. You know, it's really all about embracing video because Facebook is putting that first and foremost in their plans for the network and what they want it to be as well. I mean, they're taking on the likes of Netflix, they're taking on YouTube. They're heavily into video and the way to play the game on Facebook is to get into that yourself. So I think, you know, that's the first thing I would say. And then it really is about having a strategy. And that's probably where I see most people fall down is I'm just going to set up my page because somebody told me I needed to, or I think that's what everybody is. And then I'll just post some content without any real thought to what that content is or how it's going to hit the mark with people. So I think it is about taking that step back and doing the planning first and saying, right, what am I going to post about? What's my strategy? And when I get people looking at my posts, how am I going to monetize that? How am I going to turn it into dollars? Because that's, at the end of the day, our whole purpose for being on Facebook as a business. So I think that's the main thing is, you know, embrace video and have a really good strategy for how you want to approach it. So do you think that spending ads on Facebook is a requirement? Like, you know how they always say it's a pay-to-play world. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's such a good question, Lauren. And as a Facebook ad strategist, it means, yes, you must do Facebook ads. Um, But I think there is a time and a place for it. And I don't think necessarily every business is at the stage where they should be running ads. And let me qualify that because for me, Facebook ads are still an expense. You've got to spend money on them. So you want to know that you're going to get a return. And unless you know what you're doing with Facebook ads, then you probably won't get a return or you're going to be in that space where Facebook ads don't work because I just didn't see results and it didn't work for me. And it's probably because just didn't approach them well. So I think it's first of all, is your business at a stage where it can afford to spend on Facebook ads as a business expense regularly with a view to growing and scaling and getting a return on that? If you're not, if you're in the early stages, it's so often I see that people, they they don't have that cash flow and it can put a real strain and stress on your business to to think, oh, I've got to run Facebook ads, but I'm putting all this money into it and I'm not seeing a return because I don't really know what I'm doing. So I think it really is about stepping back saying, is the time right for me to do this and do I know how to do it? And if it is, then, then great. But I think for me, it's about looking at Facebook ads in terms of how can they help my customer move through the customer journey. So all the way from having a clue who I am, I want to get them onto my business page. What kind of ads could I maybe run to do that, like engagement ads, and then moving them all the way through to actually buying from you and getting into sort of conversion ads and sales retargeting. So there's a place for them, but whether or not you should be using them at any stage, I think really does come down to to where you're at in your business. It's really good to know. I also am curious to know, let's say someone is in a position to help to start taking this risk, so to speak, and start investing in Facebook ads. Is there a a starting spend that you would recommend someone takes? Like, for example, when I worked at like um, in agencies with corporations, I heard that generally there's like a 10% of profits are put towards 
marketing as a rule of thumb. So with that in mind, like, is there a starting point or a minimum that you recommend someone considers if they're ready for that leap? I guess there's no simple answer to that because a lot depends on what type of ad you're running because it's easy to sort of lump it into this general term Facebook ad. But within that, there's, you know, about 11 different types of ads you can run, each with a specific objective. And depending on what action you want people to take after they see your ad, the cost might not need to be too great. You might not need to spend a lot. So to give an example, if you were just, saying, well, I've put some content on my page. I'd really like more people to see it. I'm struggling to get um, a lot of organic reach, but I, I just want to reach more people who haven't maybe come to the page so far. So I put the content on and I'm just going to turn that into an engagement ad where I want people to like, comment and share on that post. Well, because that's quite a lightweight action, it doesn't cost you a lot for Facebook to go out and find the kind of people who are likely to do that for you. So you don't need to apply a lot of budget to that kind of ad to see a good result that you want. But if you take that all the way down to, say, a conversions ad, and that's where you want people to sign up for something, to purchase something, to actually take an, a specific action, there's fewer people in Facebook land that are more likely to do that because that's a commitment. That's giving an email address or it's you know parting with, with their money. So there are few people that are likely to do it. Therefore, it will cost you more to, for Facebook to go and get the type of person who will do that Therefore, you're probably going to have to spend more on that type of ad to get that result you want. So I think it really just comes down, it's back to strategy. It's what's my purpose for running these ads? What's my objective? Am I running the right type of ad to get that? And how much might I need to spend and give to Facebook so that they can go out and get me that result? Um, because if you don't spend enough, then... Facebook hasn't got enough to kind of go out there and find people for you. It's almost, it almost the algorithm says, well, you know, come on, it's going to cost you $5 to get one lead and you're giving me $5 a day. What do you want me to do with that? And so Facebook ads are getting more expensive. We are needing to spend a little bit more. And I think the days are gone where you could go in with a dollar a day and a shoestring budget and get lots of people signing up for your latest lead. So I think it's taking a step back again and saying, right, well, what budget have I got? Out of my revenue, how much do I want to put to my marketing? And what part does Facebook ads have to play in that? Again, Facebook ads are not the panacea. They're not the golden bullet to your marketing problems. And they shouldn't be the only marketing activity. I think where they really are powerful is when it's part of a combination of doing other marketing activities and they're part of the blend. So it does come down to portion that budget and how much you want to put to it. But being realistic about what that will deliver. I love that you still answered that question. You still gave us a figure of like what might be too low nowadays because I think it's a hard question to answer. But because this is your area of focus, it's super interesting to get your insight on this. I bet, and I know too, one thing that you talk a lot about in what you speak on and podcast you know, answers, you speak a lot about the importance of the content. Don't just be active and expect results. Be creative and be really sharp with what you're saying. If it's not working, it's probably the content fault, your content's fault, not the ad's fault and in and the, and the role of content. I know that's super important to you. So I wonder, are there any brands that you think of or even types of posts that you've seen recently that make you happy or excited where you go, okay, that's smart, that's savvy. You know, I imagine most content is disappointing to you because you're like, oh my God, why didn't this person like, like you, when you see people's posts, you're like, what? Honestly, what kind of garbage is that? I do that. It, you know, 
<laughs> just what we do. But I wonder, what have you seen that like brings a smile to your face, Liz? Um, I love that question. So I think, you know, when I'm looking through Facebook, I, I guess I can only go by what makes me smile, which probably means if it's making yeah. me smile, I'm that company's ideal customer because they've hit the mark. So what I then tend to do is almost is try to detach myself from that and say, right, okay, what was the mechanics of that? Why did that make me smile, even if I am their ideal customer? And usually it's because they have put that thought into who am I trying to talk to? What is going to make them smile and react? And then they really get their message on point. And quite often the way to do that is telling stories. It's bringing your message to life in a way that people can relate to. And, and I've actually, you know, just done an episode of my own podcast where we talked about that, the importance of creating stories. And, you know, I remember sitting on my grand's knee and she would tell me a story and I can still remember that emotional, you know, you got excited about what was happening and you're listening and hanging on every word. Well, we do that with, with really great content and posts on Facebook as well. When we see something that hits that emotional connection that makes us, you know, draw on something within us. It's almost, you know, animal. It's that, that pushing those buttons where you go, oh, yeah, I really, really resonate with that at an emotional level. That's what makes great content. And, you know, a lot of people go, oh, I can't possibly understand how I'm going to do that with my ideal client. You know, I, I'm not going to put them on a, on a psychiatrist's couch to understand their deep innermost feelings and what they're going to trigger, but you can do it. And it's just about telling your own story and, and, and your journey in a way that relates to the problems and the challenges that people have right now, that they can see you as their guide out of that. They can see you as, oh, this is great. I want to follow this. I want to know more. Um, and, you know, it's like binge watching on Netflix after that. You draw them in and then they just want to consume your content because you cooked them and, and they've got that need to just keep reading it. If you don't do that, then it's a one-hit wonder. You know, nothing, if you don't follow up with something, you've just lost them. So you've got to give a lot of thought to what you're saying and making sure that that message really is hitting the mark. Mm-hmm. That's great. Are there products that are too expensive to sell on Facebook? Or is there a price limit that you've seen? I once heard from someone that the ideal price point for a Facebook ad, conversion ad, is like $30 or less. Do you prescribe to any of these kind of thoughts or based on your campaigns and advising to clients? Is there a sweet spot on price of product? Yeah, it's, that's an interesting one, Phil, to be honest. I mean, I have seen coaches, consultants sell high ticket offers through Facebook and through Facebook ads. I don't think there's a limit um, that you, you can sell something that's really high price using Facebook ads. But then equally... People sell e-commerce items on Facebook using Facebook ads. So you've got all ends of the scale. Where it becomes tricky is if you've got a lower ticket item, given that it's getting more, a little bit more expensive to advertise and to acquire leads is becoming more expensive. You might find that your margins for profit and what you're spending compared to what you get back become really difficult when you're you know, trying to sell something that's a low price and that is e-commerce, you know, $10, $5. So you're really then looking at either, you know, volume, getting enough volume and that makes it worthwhile, or it's instead shifting your focus to what's my actual cost per acquisition. So it's looking at the lifetime value of getting that person to your website that they don't just buy that one thing you're promoting, they then have a look around and they buy more. 
it's you know an upsell or is it an, an add-on item? What other things or in a product suite that they're going to look at as well that you can put in front of them that bumps up the value of that lead and that you know acquiring that to you? So I think as long as you've got a good strategy and you run your numbers and you know your profit margins, you know what you can afford to spend on Facebook ads. Really, you can sell anything at any price. It's, it's just making sure that you do control it in a way that you're going to make profit and that you can monitor it and you know what you're seeing on the dashboard, that you're making good decisions and you're not just throwing your money at Facebook and having no clue whether you're losing money or, or making it. Yeah, great. I have a fun little thing for us planned. Lauren, did you have any questions before we get into that? No, let's, let's go into our surprise. Yeah, we haven't told Liz anything. <laughs> and actually, Lauren and I have just, yep, we haven't said anything, but we actually, Liz, we... We have written Facebook ads before. We've worked with clients on this, but we've never actually advertised on our own. We've never run our own Facebook ad campaigns, which I'm kind of ashamed of. Why haven't we ever tried it? We just haven't. So what we've done, Liz, is we have written some Facebook ads that we are actually going to run. But (laughs) since we have you on the phone, we're going to read them to you and see what you think. And of course, people are going to listen to what the branding experts have written and get some feedback from you. And as I said, right, we haven't sent these to you beforehand. This is a total surprise. So it's going to be like totally candid on the phone. We're going to see what you think of our (laughs) Facebook ad writing ability. How does it sound? (laughs) Well, this is where I'm going to caveat this. I'm going to cover myself because I would be the first to admit I'm not great at writing copy myself. Um, I'm very good at reviewing it, but not necessarily writing it. So I'm, I'm excellent at running Facebook ads actually putting them together <laughs> that's a different matter yeah. but yeah i can usually spot a dud so go for it <laughs> i love oh, it no. but actually just just to liz's point like liz this is your business and in fact you've you've made a business out of out of this and you're really good at it and you've done this without being a writer so like this should give us all hope that this is something that we can likely do ourselves or with a little bit of guidance so i just wanted to point that out cuz i think that in itself is 100%. really cool yeah, and that's, that's, I'm glad you raised that, Phil. I mean, I can, I can probably write ads myself because I know my customer, but when it comes to clients, nah, because they know their, their client much better. Um, so yeah, let, let's see what you come up with. Go for it. <laughs> Great. Lauren, should we tell Liz who our customer is first so she understands and then we'll read the ads? Yeah, who our customer is and what we're selling and then we'll read the ads. Okay, great. We have written ads to market one of our, basically the starting point for any client that we work one-on-one with. And actually we advertise it throughout the podcast, specifically right in the middle. But we do a brand audit. And this is a deep dive when we explore someone's brand, basically, where we understand their goals, help them communicate who they are, why people should care, start to look at visuals. We listen for sound bites that should reappear on their website. And then anything else they've expressed in terms of wanting to rebrand or brand from scratch. We listen to all of that and put together a recap in about a week of that 90-minute meeting. So that's the brand audit. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like a 40, 40 plus page slide, like a slide recap. We mm-hmm. design it as a roadmap so they can take this strategy and implement it. A lot of times, it is our way of starting a project. In fact, it, we, we, we make it mandatory if someone comes to us and says, design our website. We have to do the brand audit. So, yeah. Generally, are there successful 
people, they're either established in their career, they know who they are in person, but they haven't quite translated that in-person experience to online. So these are people who want to do more public speaking or who want to start their own company and leave the the one that they're in now. They're doctors who want to get on TV or dentists who want to expand their practice. So with that in mind, this is the first ad. I'm getting nervous. So the first one is starting off with, do you wish people took you seriously? The moment you transition from being just a person to a person with a brand can be life-changing. With the right photos, the right logo, the right colors, the right messaging, the right website, and the right marketing strategy, you can do literally anything you want. If you answered yes, then you should consider getting a brand audit from me, Phil Palin. I've branded hundreds of individuals, including some of the biggest names in entertainment, and now it's your turn. In the audit, we'll spend 90 minutes talking about your goals and figuring out exactly how to get you where you want to be. Want people to take you seriously? Shop now. Okay. I think it's, it's really good. I think you've got a lot of emotional words in there. One question I want to ask you, though, is why do all those things matter? Why about having the right photos, the right fonts, the right colors, and, and all of that that you've mentioned in the ad, why does that matter? Is it to the people you're talking to? It's a good question. I would say those are the elements that are necessary to succeed and live life and have a career that are on your terms. So that's what I would bring out in the ad. I would focus and, and even go a layer deeper that so that so that they can do what. So rather than sort of this is what I'm telling you you need to look at and you you should sort out, why would that be important? If you can describe how it might feel once they've sorted that out in your ad, I think that'll be even more powerful. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. That's really good feedback, Liz. You must do this for a living. <laughs> no, I, I just do it part-time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but. As I say, I can't write this stuff, but I, yeah, I, I, I do like to kind of dive into to what can hopefully help make things stronger. It's really good feedback. And that role is super important because we're all too close to our own business. This is part why you have a job, why we have a job, because we become that reflection for the other person to say, have you thought about this or what you just did to Lauren? But why? That question, but why? Makes us think, you know, it helps you get closer to thinking like your customer, right? Absolutely. And it's if you can play back what they would say, why they want that when you're doing the audit, you know, what's important to you? Uh, what values? What do you want to bring out in this brand? What's really making them tick? Why does it matter? Because nobody gets up in the morning and says, today I want to rebrand. I feel like I need better photos. Why do they want those better photos? Is it because they're maybe got to a certain stage in life or feeling a little bit older and need to be vamped, that they look fuddy-duddy, whatever it is? It's what is it that's just not representing them and why does that matter? If you can play that back in your ads and make it about them and how they're feeling rather than this is what I've got to give you, that will really hit the mark for them. I love it. So... I didn't mean to spring that on you to make you work for free on the phone, but I thought if we actually had an example, then we could actually talk specific about ads, which is something I love that you do. You talk specifics. So many, and this was my frustration at Content Live, I said a lot of Facebook experts are like these big high-level claims, but we lack the tangible like, but how does this make sense? So that was really 
that exercise accomplished what I wanted it to, which was Liz actually giving us feedback on what we could make better. So thank you for that, Liz. You're welcome. Thanks for putting me on the spot, but that was good fun. (laughs) Really good fun. How do you recommend people move forward? If they've listened to our conversation and they go, okay, I think I want to try these, should they write their own ads? Would they then write them and then go to you and say, Liz, what do you think? Or do they write them with you? Do they call you after they've tried their own campaigns? What is the way in which people should move forward with this? I think if someone's coming at this and thinking, I, I really would like to, to use Facebook ads in my business, I can see that you know they're, they're almost a fast track way to reach more people. So if you're time starved and you, you need that help, you've almost got that trade-off between time and money. You're going to have to spend money on paid traffic to reach people faster. And if you're at that stage where, yes, this is right for you, then I think a good place to start is to learn Facebook ads yourself. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean taking a course and and paying for that. Facebook have their own training course, Blueprint, which is a fantastic free resource. But if you do have someone that you trust and you want to take the course, then I would encourage everyone to do that and not view it as an expense for taking a course because actually what that might save you in terms of lost revenue and spend on your Facebook ads with all the mistakes you're going to make, and you will make them when you're trying to learn Facebook ads on the job, so to speak, then it's worth doing and it's worth understanding the basics of what you're looking at, what you're monitoring, how to structure your ads, how the strategies behind that, that will make your ads much better and you will see results. I tend to see it's people that fast track that and want to just kind of Google, I'll do a little bit here and a little bit there. I'll just try and fling it together, hope it works. It generally doesn't. So learn it first. And I think when it comes to writing your own messages, I would definitely try that first because you need to understand your customer. You need to understand what they want and you need to play, be able to play that back in the messaging. Because even if you took that to a copywriter, they're going to ask you the same questions. For them to write it for you, they're going to need that guidance from you on who it is you're writing it for. So it's a good idea to be able to draft that yourself. And then if you need help, as you did just there, you know, someone to look at it and maybe make suggestions what might make it better, then go and find somebody to do that. So I think, you know, that is a good first step is just to learn it, then try your hand at writing the messages yourself. And then when you're confident that you can go into Ads Manager and run your ads, just do it. You know, test things out, see what works for you. And a lot of the time I see people go, I'm go oh, so-and-so has said I should run my ads exactly this way with this strategy and set them up in this sequencing and I, I should I do that? Well, I don't know because it's going to depend on your business and what you want to happen. So, you know, don't be afraid to go in there and test things out, but have the knowledge on what you're doing first. Beautiful. You've given such good advice in this half hour, and I so appreciate it. We're all fired up, Lauren. We're actually going to try these ads and see what we do. I need to rewrite. Um, Thank you, Liz, for being a wonderful authority in this space. Prior to meeting you, if you had ever said, would you have someone on your podcast to talk about Facebook ads? I'd be like, no, but literally you've changed the game for me. So I just love how, I just love your approach, the way you talk about this and how you're so results oriented. You're not a smoke blower. It's just, I just like that about you. It's just great. So thank you. 
Oh, thank you, Phil. It really means a lot that you've said that. And I must admit, I tell more people not to do Facebook ads than I tell to do them um, purely because I don't want to see anyone lose money on them. And I think it, it, you know, it is an expense. You want to make your money back. You've got to be practical about it and you've got to know what you're doing. But it's been wonderful to talk to yourself and Lauren. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank, thank you. you. We're going to get to, we're going to get to finishing our drafts and running a campaign and then we'll be calling you emergency next week. So just prep yourself for that. Okay. I'll be ready and waiting. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Liz. We'll chat with you soon. Thank you. Honestly, when I knew we wanted to get Liz on this podcast, I just knew, but I can't even tell you how much I want to work with her. We're going to hire her to help us. Yes. My favorite types of authorities are like, or in experts, are people who, number one, admit that they don't have all the answers. And number two, really make the most thoughtful and sustainable decision for their clients. Like, she's right. Not everyone can run Facebook ads. You will lose money if you aren't prepared in the right way for it. So I just like appreciated her honesty, you know? I think she's really, really good at what she does. And I love that what she left with us is super tangible and and came into it and was just like, you know, here are the facts. It might work for you. It might not. So thank you, Liz, for your time and for letting me put you on the spot <laughs> without telling you. But honestly, I just thought actually going through the motions of actually looking at an ad would help to understand the mechanics of it. That's all. Definitely. I found it very useful. Yeah. What did you think? I want to know. You who've been listening to this podcast for a few minutes, what did you think? Let us know. I'm at Phil Palin. And I'm at the Lauren Moore. And hashtag brand therapy to continue this conversation. We'd love to hear if you have tried Facebook ads and it's worked or maybe it hasn't worked. Now you know Liz, LizMelville.com. And I know Liz is also very active on Facebook. Makes sense. So definitely follow and engage with her. And if you've enjoyed this conversation, you know, now that we have experts on the show, that's new for us. Be sure to leave a review, preferably five stars. And that'll be great. Yeah, that's that helps other people find this podcast. So we appreciate you taking the time. Time is valuable. So we appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us on Brand Therapy. And bye. <laughs> and we'll see you back next episode. Next week on Brand Therapy. I don't have very many guys in my group, but when guys want to take one of the courses or join the group, I always tell them that if they can handle the lingerie department at Neiman's, then they can probably handle the group. But if they can't, then I am not their flash whiskey. <laughs>